This episode is brought to you by hrvcourse.com. If you're new to heart rate variability or you just want to take your use of it to the next level, there are now online courses designed to help you do exactly that. Hundreds of people from NFL coaches to doctors to athletes and health seekers are already taking advantage of the in-depth course material. It's all online, go at your own pace, and the material focuses about half on the science and mechanisms and half on the data and real-world application of HRV. The courses are also platform-independent, meaning the content applies to you no matter which HRV app or hardware you use. Continuing education credits are available as well. And last, make sure to get your 10% discount for being a listener of this podcast by using coupon code ELITEPODCAST at checkout. To take your use of HRV to the next level, head on over to hrvcourse.com. Welcome to the Elite HRV Podcast, where experts share their experience using heart rate variability and other biomarkers to optimize health and human performance. Welcome back to the Elite HRV Podcast. Your host, Jason, here. And today we've got Dave Korsunski from Heads Up Health. And how's it going, Dave? It's going great, Jason. As I mentioned, it's a little early here on the West Coast. So I'm just having my coffee and getting the engine running, but I'm really excited for our chat. That's awesome. Yeah, I appreciate you joining us. I know it's pretty early there. Um, and you've <laughs> you mentioned kind of before we hit record that you've had a quite a flurry of a couple weeks. What is it that you've got going on with Heads Up Health? And I know that we kind of operate in some similar arenas and there's some really interesting data that you're looking at. So we're going to dig into all of this, but yeah. what do you got going on over there? Well, quite simply, what we're trying to do is, first of all, help individuals see the big picture on their health. So we want to be able to create one space where you can integrate all your medical data integrate your heart rate variability readings, integrate your blood sugar. Each person is coming at it slightly different depending on their health goals, depending on whether or not they're managing a chronic disease. And when I had to work through my own health challenges about five years ago, I didn't have this. I had to use a spreadsheet. It was awful. But once everything was in the spreadsheet, I could start to work with the types of doctors I wanted to work with. And I had an amazing outcome. So the first thing we're trying to do, Jason, is just integrate everything in one place just to give you one centralized health dashboard. And I think you and I probably both see this in our day-to-day work. People are becoming very comfortable self-managing and working on lifestyle therapies towards health goals and just becoming more comfortable taking ownership of this data. So we're just trying to facilitate that with like, a centralized dashboard. One way to think of it is like mint.com for your medical data. That's a helpful analogy. Or when you set up a QuickBooks account, just bringing in all of your bank accounts and credit cards into one uh, system. So that didn't really exist for health. And we're trying to create it here at Heads Up. Nice. And I know that, you know, as we've talked about different things that um, there's particular areas of that that you've decided to focus on. And part of it is because there just wasn't answers for people in those areas. So things like ketogenic diets or those uh, medical records and things like that. So what kind of things in those arenas do you 
track and help people with. Well, you and I chatted about this briefly before uh, you went away, but we talked about a lot of people using low carbohydrate or ketogenic protocols for a wide range of different health conditions. So that's the first area that we've really started to specialize our product and our analytics. And it's actually a very data-driven lifestyle. When you're first learning the ketogenic diet, you're very carefully tracking your macronutrients. And you have to go figure out, based on your base metabolic rate, how many calories should I be consuming based on my base metabolic rate and based on my level of physical activity. And you have to go get an app, MyFitnessPal or Chronometer or one of those, and very carefully track what you're eating just to get that dialed in. That's the first piece. And then a lot of individuals are tracking their blood sugar carefully. A lot of people are measuring ketone levels, whether that's through blood testing, breath testing, or urine testing. And then people are measuring body composition. Is my weight going up or down? Or they may be using the ketogenic uh, diet for type 2 diabetes or cancer, and they're very carefully monitoring lab tests like for type 2 diabetes, hemoglobin A1c, fructosamine, to look at blood sugar levels and also cholesterol levels. And then on the cancer side, looking at things like um, lactate dehydrogenase and other markers that are associated with cancer. So we've really specialized our product to those using low-carbohydrate ketogenic approaches for now just because having all that data in one place is such a helpful tool. So that's where we're seeing a lot of people having really good outcomes, and that's where we've focused the analytics for now. Nice. And um, so you're, you're live right now, right? People can go to Heads Up Health and start tracking these things today? Yeah, it's live now. We've we've got we've had people using it in beta for the first while, and and now in production. And you can just go try it out, link up all of your medical data, start to track some of the uh, low carb keto specific metrics. Like if you're an, if you're a nerd in the keto scene, you'll know what I'm talking about here: glucose ketone index, or the insulin load of your meals, or looking at fasting timers. Or we have a lot of uh, our users with epilepsy who have to very carefully measure the ketogenic ratio of their meals. Again, really trying to use nutrition precisely to control seizures. So all of that stuff's in there. We're about a week away, maybe two, from launching our mobile app. We're going to send out an email shortly on the beta so people can take all that data on the go. But yeah, we're live. We've been live for a while. We're super excited about the Elite HRV integration, Jason, because a lot of our users had never heard of that before. And after you came on our podcast a while ago, a lot of our users have started measuring that. So that's now in the product. We're super excited to have you guys in there. I know there's a lot more that we can do together. This was just a really good first step, but it's out there. It's something that I'm really passionate about. People can go try it, send us feedback. And uh, so far, so good. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on all that. And we're excited to be integrated as well. And Um, I'm particularly interested in, uh, hopefully listeners are too. I was kind of like selfish. I'm interested in this. So let's talk about it. But, um, that's the, that's the joy of podcasting is you get to just self-indulgently ask all the things you've always wanted to know without having to go do all the research yourself. (laughs) And along that, along the same lines, um, could you talk a little bit more about some of those things that you just mentioned, like the glucose, 
uh, ratio and insulin load and uh, ketone uh, balance. I probably said it all wrong. So you can just say it again as you explain which ones are which. But Yeah, so these are, these are really markers that we can use for people who are needing to really carefully monitor their metabolic health. And that really means looking at blood sugar levels and insulin levels in the body. Most people who are using a ketogenic diet are using it because they have insulin resistance and their insulin levels are out of whack. Their blood glucose levels are elevated and that could be causing any number of things. It could be just causing weight gain. It could be exacerbating tumor growth in cancer. It could be related to seizure control. So... As we've gotten deeper into the world of helping people with these metabolic disorders, there's actually a lot of uh, markers that people may not have heard of. The first is called the glucose ketone index. And quite simply, it's measuring your level of blood glucose and your level of blood ketones at the same time or within a, a minute or two of each other. So two drops of blood you take, one for glucose, one for ketones. And then you look at the ratio of those two numbers. And this was initially developed by some work being done by Dr. Thomas Seafried. He's out of Boston College, and he was using this index in his research into brain cancer. And what he was finding was that just looking at glucose or ketones independently was good, but there were times where one number would, would go higher and one number would go lower. It could be based on stress or a meal that was eaten. So he actually found a better way to regulate was to look at this index. And there's some reference ranges on our blog. You can just Google glucose ketone index. And a lot of people actually find that number to be more helpful than looking at the individual numbers. So typically what you're looking for just to be in, in general ketosis is an in index of less than nine, maybe six to nine. And as you get deeper into ketosis, your index will come down to one. So we calculate that automatically in Heads Up Health. All you have to do is enter the two numbers and we'll help you trend the index. But for instance, if you're doing a really long fast, let's say you're doing a seven-day fast, you may see your glucose ketone index come down to one or below. And a lot of it, other people in the industry, for example, Dom Diagostino and other people who are doing really interesting work with extended fasting periods and even help how this may help you prevent cancer by doing annually a seven-day fast where you really push your GKI, glucose ketone index, down to one. Keep that metabolic pressure down for several days. There's theories now that this can actually purge precancerous cells out of the body. So there's different ways people are using that index. Some people are just using it for weight loss or diabetes or cancer. A lot of our cancer patients rely on that index to stay low to ensure they're keeping insulin down. Now, if the GKI is low, your, your insulin levels are low. It's like a proxy metric for insulin. And there's no home test for insulin. You, you have to go to the phlebotomist for that. So a lot of people will use this index to say, okay, if, I know if this index is low, my insulin is low. And that's really at the root of what I'm trying to achieve. So that's the first metric uh, that we see a lot of people using that's a bit uh, specialized, if you will. <clears throat> Awesome. No, I appreciate that. That that was the particular one I was really interested in learning about because um, <clears throat> I've kind of I'm familiar with a lot of the research and things that you just mentioned. But I think it's nice to you're kind of steeped in it in a way that you can present it all in one message smoothly to the audience. So I think everybody really appreciates that. And 
Um, it's also really interesting and powerful to know that some metrics that have been around for a really long time, like blood glucose, right, can still be used in new ways if you either combine them with other metrics or measure them at different intervals than they were originally available to be measured at. And we've seen that in the HRV space, of course, just, you know, used to be you had to go to like a hospital or something to measure HRV. And that made it useful only to a certain degree. But then once you're able to measure it at home on an ongoing basis, do your own experimentation, measure daily, measure a few times a week, whatever it is, it all of a sudden opens so many new doors. And I know that blood glucose and blood ketones are very similar. Uh, They have a similar story, actually. And uh, so you've just done an integration, I think, to uh, make it even easier for people to pull glucose and ketones into your platform with Keto Mojo. Is that correct? Yeah, well... I think a lot of people historically have been looking for a low-cost blood ketone meter, which Keto Mojo was able to provide. But we worked with the team over there so that that meter would automatically sync with Heads Up Health. You know, there's a million glucometers out there that can write to Apple Health and their Bluetooth, but none of them do the blood ketones. So the industry was really missing a meter that could wirelessly sync glucose and ketones. So we've now integrated that into Heads Up Health and it will automatically sync. It will automatically calculate the glucose ketone index. And we're really excited about this because these numbers are are really important to a lot of people. And if we can remove another step, which is like having to enter that data manually so that people can trend it, the more, as you know, Jason, the more we can make all of this information easier to collect and track, it just becomes easier and more accessible for people. And you know, the cool thing about things like the glucose ketone index and even some of the work you're doing, Jason, I'd love to talk about the glucose HRV index, is that this is information we can acquire as just lay people. We can go out there and listen to different experts and listen to Dr. Seafried and yourself and Alessandro Ferretti, and the average person can go just read about this and start using it. And I can guarantee you that most medical professionals may not even have this on their radar screen. So, What I love about the work you and I are doing is that we now, as lay people, as consumers, have access to more information, more technology. If we know how to use these these tools, we have incredible things we can do with our health that just aren't available through regular old go-to-the-doctor medicine, and they can be really helpful for people. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I consider our app to be a self-awareness tool. Um, yeah, that's and, a great way to think about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. And, and, you know, kind of along those same lines, I can kind of guess at the story. And I, I know you've shared a little bit with me over time anyways, but what got you into all of this stuff? Why, why Heads Up Health? Well, I had a pretty stressful job in Silicon Valley working for a, a, a very successful tech company. But my... Stress. I'd always been very intrigued with the idea of self-quantification. So I was always into biohacking. Back in 2011, 2012, I had you know, the first sleep tracker devices from Zio, and I was using Wellness FX and running my labs all the time and working with a functional doctor and just always interested in nerding out for just personal performance. 
But then I really started to get some bad symptoms associated with stress where like the, the stress of, of work and life was just starting to have physical manifestations in the body, which was really unpleasant. And I just did what any other engineer would do. I just got all of the data together in one place. I'd been troubleshooting computer systems for 20 years. I was really good at that deductive reasoning. And I just applied the same thing to my health data and had a great outcome. I worked with a functional medicine doctor in Texas. I was in California and he was able to run some tests that you just don't get from the regular old GP. And he was able to run a full thyroid panel. I had some thyroid issues that were uh, undiagnosed, subclinical. And he was able to look at my uh, GI system. I had some infections in my gut that were exacerbating the stress on my body. So he helped me find those. And I just tracked it all myself. And I, I didn't know what a lot of these medical terms meant, like reverse T3 and some of this other metrics that we were tracking. But um, the outcome was great. And I just decided to keep building it as a passion project, probably not, not unlike yourself. And now just trying to continue building it and, and make it my, my, uh, my livelihood. So it started as something for me and that's now grown into something I'm, I'm wanting to provide for other people who are wanting to self-manage. Yeah, definitely. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I think oftentimes behind a lot of these good stories are a lot of, uh, self-repair, self-rebuilding type things. And, um, that kind of makes it to where you've got some skin in the game for the, why you ended up creating this type of business. Um, because yeah. as we're all aware, as a, entrepreneurs, at least uh, at least in the first time you do it, it's not for the money in the early days, that's for sure. Well, uh, I got to take a page out of Jason Moore's book and actually go on a nice little vacation at some point soon. <laughs> it's been a long time, actually, uh, but we uh, we were grateful to be able to take a vacation recently. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, so then, as part of this evolution, and uh, you know, forgive me because this has just been kind of a, a hot topic with our community as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, what led you then going towards this low carb kind of insulin uh, management and ketogenic diet uh, arena? Well, I, I'd, I'd actually never even heard of uh, keto when I started building this. I was probably two or two and a half years in to just building what, I mean, the, the, the software can be used for any condition, but we had a lot of people coming in there and they were linking up MyFitnessPal and they were checking their blood sugar, their weight, their ketones every single day. And, you know, when you're first building this thing, you're, you're always interested in how people are using your widget. And I had these people logging in 5, 10, 15, 20 times a day. And I'm like, okay, what, what the heck are you guys doing in there? I was, I was pleased, but I didn't know. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're tracking our, our, our macros and, our, and all these things as part of the keto diet. I'm like, you know, dude, I don't know what that is, but rock on. And so then a couple weeks later, I'm like, oh, man, what is, what is this keto thing? So I just went and looked it up on the Google and <clears> – <throat> I really had no idea. I just found a macronutrient calculator online, punched it in, and I'm like, I'll give this a shot. And bought bought the Precision Extra blood ketone meter and some strips. I'm like, oh, it can't be that hard. 
it turns out it was actually a lot harder than I thought to get the blood ketones to like 0.5 over one. Because uh, I'd never done it before. I didn't have the, any of that metabolic flexibility. I'd just been a standard American diet guy for 32 years. And so it, it wasn't like super easy for me to, to get into measurable ketosis for the first time. It's really easy to eat low carb and say you're keto. It's actually another thing to consistently have those levels on the meter stay in nutritional ketosis for several consecutive days or weeks. Those are two different worlds. So I did it and I, I just had an amazing experience personally. It was very transformational. I'd never had that level of appetite control in my life. It was just foreign to me. My ability to just choose you could have you could have put my favorite burger and fries in front of me and when i'm in ketosis i would have just had the ability to just push it aside so it was really interesting and as i got more into it it just aligned really well when when you're a startup company as you know jason you're you're looking for that first group of people who who really needs what you built and for for example in your case it's these high performance athletes who really need the hrv data first and then it starts to become accessible and interesting to other communities. So we just really specialized in there because, A, I think metabolic disorders are a global epidemic. So there's certainly no shortage of people that can benefit from it. And B, it was just really naturally aligned with what we built. People doing keto are motivated to change their health. They're saying, okay, I know I can go to the doctor and get these prescriptions for my type 2 diabetes, but I also know I can do this keto thing and it's going to be hard at first, but they've already self-selected as someone who's ready to, to be, be taking ownership of things. So that's how we've moved down this path and have just started to see application in all kinds of different disease states. For me, I know that I can speak personally. If I look at my family, there's a genetic predisposition towards obesity. And so I know that for me, like being in, in nutritional ketosis is the only time weight comes off. So, so for my genes, it actually works pretty good just for, for weight maintenance, but we are working with um, cancer clinics and all kinds of applications with um, epilepsy. So we've, we've just decided to specialize there for now and integrate devices like the keto mojo like the ketonics, the level. These are all devices that help you measure your metabolic health. And also things like yours where we can hopefully start to show people correlations between HRV and, and blood sugar. So we're just really focused on, on this market for now. It's not for everybody, but the people who, who do need it, it's a very effective therapy. Oh yeah. No, I, yeah, I appreciate that. It's, it's interesting. You say it's not for everybody because I, you know, I definitely agree it's not for everybody at this exact moment, but I feel like it is something that everybody should try unless there's some medical condition that leads you to believe it would be dangerous or for any reason. And of course, this is not medical advice and you should consult your doctor, et cetera, et cetera. But at some point or another, I feel like it's good for everybody to try to do some type of ketogenic diet whether that's fasting-based or uh, nutritional-based or maybe exogenous ketones, but I would, I would say the other two are probably more uh, helpful over like a, a longer term. But um, 
But yeah, so. well, I think it's a self-awareness tool. You you mentioned it earlier. Understanding heart rate variability is a self-awareness tool. Understanding your metabolism is a self-awareness tool. It's also a life preservation tool, because once you understand what happens to your blood sugar after you have a burger and fries and a coke, that that that's an aha moment to be like, whoa, I I need to be careful about this food I'm putting into me. This is disastrous for my blood sugar. It's not something you'd ever feel. It, unless you test it. So a self-awareness around blood sugar and metabolism, I think is something that everyone could benefit from. Even if you just test your blood sugar in the morning for a week and see what happens if you go like low carb, zero carb, just that experiment right there is, is a huge self-awareness tool. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's, you know, I've had a, a personal journey with that too. And um, I kind of like to get nerdy with numbers and track things and see what what happens. And I've found it to be really powerful for self-awareness. And I know that others, um, you know, from high-performance athletes all the way to people managing chronic disease or that I like to kind of joke sometimes that not, not really uh, actually joke, but it is true. Those could be the same person, um, and so totally, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's an interesting. To, it's so interesting to see how um, energy levels throughout the day, satiety throughout the day, like you said, being able to control your appetite and things like that correlate with these numbers that you track, such as fasted blood glucose or or ketones, for example. Yeah, um, and HRV as well, for sure. And I've often said that keto, uh, blood glucose rather is probably the most important metric that you could measure about yourself after heart rate variability. And obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but... As you should be. <laughs> yes, I did get into HRV uh, because <laughs> yeah. I was fascinated by its potential, not uh, not just because I woke up one day and was like every, the world needs to know that their heart is variable, their heart rate is yeah. variable. But um, so, you know, whenever I start to get that lower fasted blood glucose um, and uh, it's consistently lower and then I start to see the blood ketones kick in, um, like you said, it's the same kind of thing. My My mental capacity or my mental function is much better. As you can tell, coming off a of vacation where I was not eating a ketogenic diet, <laughs> my mental capacity is a little slower today than usual. I'm sensing some brain fog, Jason. Actually. <laughs> Time to I, dial it back in, Mr. Moore. It's it's real it's real fog. As I mentioned uh, to you before the show, we uh, we just got back a few days ago. It was over 20 hours of travel to get home, yeah, and I brutal. didn't sleep for 24 straight hours in there. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's interesting too, you know, if people uh, look at data or just kind of become aware of things like sleep data, for example, um, when my sleep gets disrupted, I have way more cravings and way more desire to eat uh, simple carbohydrates. And, yeah, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm, and it, it makes it a lot harder. So, for example, if you're trying to do a ketogenic diet and you're kind of struggling with uh, getting uh, rid of enough carbohydrates, you know, you may look at things like sleep or you may look at things like just reducing exercise temporarily to give your body a little bit of 
uh, relief in the transition as it's uh, exchanging fuel sources, so to speak. Yeah, I think that's an important point. And, and that's the point of also overtraining. And that was one of the things that was making my situation worse because as I got more and more stressed and my sleep was getting more and more disrupted due to the stress, one of my stress outlets historically had always been going to the gym. It was a release for me, but that was actually starting to make it worse. And so understanding overtraining, I think, is where HRV can be important. And one of the ways I've started using it Again, just on this theme of self-awareness that we're talking about, I think that's where a lot of the data can be helpful. Prior to measuring HRV, I didn't have that awareness about when my body was ready to receive a maximum workout versus when maybe I should just do something lighter and go for a run. So I use it actually to just also calibrate my my workouts as well. So just different ways to to apply the information. But for me, it's helped calibrate when I need to go hard in the gym, when I should take it easy. So just some of the things that I've recently developed an awareness around. Yeah, that's huge. And um, and this, this works well. You can talk HRV up and I'll talk up blood glucose, blood ketones and other things. And then together. Well, yeah, they're, they're all, they're all incredibly helpful tools for people. I think what we're both saying here <laughs> is that whether you're sick or not, these are very powerful self-awareness tools that everyone should have to learn about their body. Because in our society, the odds are not in our favor in terms of developing a chronic disease because of the food system or environmental stressors or toxins or things like immune uh, autoimmune conditions there's so many things that we can we can get afflicted with these days that the self-awareness i think is a something we can use to treat and b also as a prevention tool so yeah we talk it up and we make products in this industry but i think they're really important for people to start understanding just in terms of their own health and longevity and self-preservation because we can go to the doctor when we're already sick or we can get ahead of this stuff and start figuring it out for ourselves. And some people are health nerds. Some people aren't. Some people could not be interested in tracking any health statistics at all, but they are obsessive about managing their financial spend. You know, it's different for everybody with, uh, with, with bank and credit card and stuff like that. So I'm here for the health nerds. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. It's funny, um, you know, not to go too far off on this, but I always love the psychology side of things. And, um, you know, people kind of have like a, a thing that they represent or they have in their mind that represents them. Like I'm a beer guy or something like that. That's actually not me really. I'm not a big beer guy, but you know, even though you're in the craft brew capital of America, that's right. Exactly. It is. A, it's a interesting to be living in Asheville, North Carolina, and not being a beer guy. But uh, well, well, for the for the good of science, Jason, when I come there, we're going to do some beer tasting with HRV and glucose measurements, and we are going to capture that data and share it. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm in for that. I'm at least not allergic to it, uh, to the extent that I will die from that type of experience. Same here. So. I'm not a big drinker, but it would be just like a fun thing for us to go out and just 
do that type of testing for no other reason, just for the intellectual interest and the nerd factor. So next time I get back there, let's make sure we, we do that. In the name of science. In the name of science. <laughs> yes. Martyrs. Science. But yeah, so, you know, the psychological side, just to kind of wrap it up there is that uh, it's interesting as you kind of get into these things um, that people's kind of identity can change over time, right? So yeah. I never really thought of myself as a health guy, so to speak, um, like growing up or anything. I played sports. I, I did affiliate with being athletic, but not with being overly healthy per se. And, uh, but then just over time, as I realized that I felt better and was able to perform better by eating healthier and things like that, eventually I realized I was eating a lot healthier in my opinion than most of my peers. And then I started to be seen as that health guy, um, by friends, family, et cetera. And then it kind of started integrating itself into my identity and, I was able to be open to that change, fortunately, um, because now I kind of like being that health guy in an age where health is not a norm. Um, So, Same boat here. Yeah, I I was always athletic and uh, always considered myself healthy, but still had no awareness around diet or food or nutrition or health. And and people who knew me when I was growing up would, would probably not even recognize me now as somebody who's doing this company and this podcast and, and doing all of the things I do. It's just taken on an identity and a life of its own. Um, I love it. Uh, but it's been an interesting evolution. That's awesome. I, I just want to say one more thing, Jason, and, and that's, I think, uh, the importance also of uh, people understanding and being comfortable looking at their own medical records. And so what really is at the core of what we're trying to do is to see how people can make these lifestyle changes uh, employ meditation to lower HRV, remove environmental stressors, emotional stressors, make metabolic changes that they can measure with things like blood sugar or ketones or other lifestyle things, go on to a low-carbohydrate diet, use intermittent fasting. Okay, these are lifestyle changes in our control, but we also want to show people how that's showing up in their medical records. And most people think, well, my doctor has that data. And they do, but it's now possible for you to get that information and look at it right next to your lifestyle choices. And if you can learn, okay, if I make some nutritional changes here, how does that affect my blood tests when I go to the doctor? And can I, as a self-directed individual, make lifestyle changes that bring my blood test markers within normal ranges? Okay, now I'm in the, I'm in the pathological range. I have a disease with... Uh, a specific marker, let's say that's inflammation or hemoglobin A1C, what I'm seeing out there is people very comfortable now starting to manage that information as well and looking at those trends themselves over five or 10 years. So I really want to help people see the big picture to say, okay, are my markers of disease improving? I've got all my doctor data here right next to my HRV and my KetoMojo data. So we, we try we want to complete that feedback loop just so people are, are able to see how the whole thing fits together. So we, we spend a lot of time in Heads Up Health working on technology to help integrate the medical records. And that's actually something I'd love to chat more about with you, which are which which markers would be uh, correlated with uh, improvements in heart rate variability, for example, 
like HSCRP as an inflammation marker or other blood markers you can think of that would be correlated with HRV. I think that's where our two companies can start to do more education and research. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's the neat thing too about not only from an individual's perspective, can you start to track all these things about yourself, but once you start aggregating data from many individuals and being able to track that data over time, you start to see things like, okay, well, there's been many studies looking at C-reactive protein and heart rate variability and found, yes, that there is a um, inverse correlation with those. And, uh, you know, so uh, inflammatory markers like that. But then, you know, oftentimes you look at those studies and there's maybe like 10 or 20 people or something in the study. And then fast forward to today and you can integrate medical records, some of that blood marker data into your platform. We can integrate HRV in and hopefully start to get thousands and thousands of people demonstrating that relationship. And, um, and then also finding that in many cases, there's probably going to be exceptions to that. And those exceptions, um, it's, you know, that's where you got to kind of get careful is when you're looking at extrapolating findings out from a study or from an N equals one or N equals a few uh, type study, that it doesn't apply to every situation everywhere all the time. And that's where kind of, again, coming back to that individual self-awareness, self-experimentation comes in. So there are some, uh, some things that are true for everyone. For example, um, if your heart stops beating, that's usually a bad thing. And <laughs> so <laughs> we can find uh, ways to avoid that and use that kind of as a, a, a good prox- uh, proxy measure for the fact that we're still alive. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, there are things that are a little bit more complicated like HRV or blood glucose or, you know, for example, blood glucose. Going low carb doesn't always improve uh, blood glucose for everyone. There may be additional factors such as uh, reducing inflammatory foods or increasing fat intake or decreasing protein, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So helping find those N equals one, I think is an important part of the data. And then also, like you said, being able to just look at these these hypotheses across a larger data set. I know I, I love a lot of the... Um, information you share about HRV, where you're able to look and look across potentially millions of samples. I know I've referred to one of your blog posts many times that looks at the distribution of HRV scores based on age, for example. And that's something that only a consumer HRV product can do because in the past, if you went to the hospital and got your HRV score done, they're, they're not, they're not, analyzing millions of readings and putting blog posts out there to help us learn more about their health. That, that data stays in some machine somewhere in a hospital. But when you have a company like yours bringing it to market, yes, you can start to anonymize that data and share it out with people so we can learn more. So I think that's where more data can just be more insightful for people who want to continue learning. Right. Well, Dave, no, I really appreciate that. And um, I I appreciate you bringing up the medical record piece too, because I think that's a scary piece for a lot of people. 
Um, you know, when whenever you start talking medical, a lot of people will just say, you know, I just, I don't know. I'm just going to go with what my doctor says. Yeah. And it makes sense because if you're not, you don't have the time to go through all the research and learning that a doctor or scientist goes through to understand some of those features. Um, but when you start to integrate some of that knowledge and even some newer knowledge, hopefully into like a software platform, then you can provide some of the education tidbits as you go. And so you can build that self-awareness without having to take a whole, uh, you know, university curriculum uh, for multiple degrees to learn what you're looking at from a basic standpoint. Right. Yeah. I'll just give two really quick examples, Jason. One is, is, people who are on a ketogenic diet and they, they see their cholesterol go sky high. And that's some of the work that uh, Dave Feldman's doing. There is a small subset of the population where the lipid markers go through the roof instead of the normal pattern where triglycerides come down, HDL goes up. So everyone who's, everyone in my opinion should be able to just quickly pull out their phone and say, oh, I wonder what my cholesterol levels are doing. Everybody should have access to it at a moment's notice. And then the second example is that, that HSCRP, the inflammation example. I'm listening to this podcast. I'm in my car. And, oh, that's cool. There's an inverse correlation between HRV and, and my uh, inflammation marker. I wonder what my inflammation marker is. If you can't pull that up in under three minutes or less, I think that's an issue. I think everyone should have that information. And even if it's just to hear something on a podcast and be able to go say, oh, I wonder what my levels are. That's, I think, even just an important part is just getting people that kind of access. And for some people, maybe they've never even had an HSCRP test and now they want to go get one. And in the United States, you can just go buy it yourself. So it's just feeding that intellectual curiosity as much as anything. And people should have those stats right at their fingertips, in my opinion. That's great. Yeah. So um, I think we're getting pretty good on a couple of these topics. Is there anything else you want to share with folks while we're here? I don't think so, Jason. I, I think you and I are both just continuing to pursue our passions here and build the, the absolute best products that we can build to help people manage their health. So if anyone wants to try out our service, they can. If anyone has questions for me, I'm 100% I'm accessible. Dave at headsuphealth.com. I'm looking forward to doing more work with you guys, Jason, figuring out other ways that we can integrate or partner just to continue the, the foundation that we've built between our two companies. For those who don't know, you can now link Elite HRV onto your Heads Up Health dashboard. That's something that I was uh, pestering Jason on, and he finally got sick of me. And uh, we we built it, <laughs> so you can you you can actually in Heads Up Health put HRV on a graph right next to HSCRP and and do these cool correlations for yourself. So I'm really happy we got that done, Jason. I think there's a lot more we can do together. So really just excited to continue partnering with you guys. That's great. Yeah, I appreciate that, Dave. And thanks for all the information that you've shared today. Um, I know that the uh, GKI, which you called it, which I like, the glucose ketone index is something B5 that... five nerdy metric there for you. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice nerdy tidbit for everybody. Um, yeah. And uh, I also, I don't have any real direct affiliation with Keto Mojo. I do use their products. So they, they just work and they work well and they're affordable. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I track my blood glucose and my blood ketones 
using the Keto Mojo as well. Um, so that's exciting and a nice tidbit to share with folks. So yeah, I really appreciate it. Headsuphealth.com. We're going to link to that in the show notes. And uh, Dave, yeah, hey, really appreciate it. Early morning podcast recording for you. Yeah, it was great. Thanks, Jason. All righty. We'll, we'll wrap up there. Thanks, Dave. Sponsored by HRVCourse.com. Truly understand the science and mechanisms behind heart rate variability and how to apply them towards your goals. Use discount code ELITEPODCAST for 10% off your first HRV course. That's all one word, ELITEPODCAST. Visit HRVCourse.com to get access today.